Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like Him. Man, what a powerful worship time, huh? Hey, one more time. Let's give it up for Jesus and our band. And man, it's so good. So I've got about 15 or 20 minutes to share a couple different truths that I think that we can take home from here and bring back next Sunday. And the very first thing, it's not gonna be in your notes if you're following on version or anything, but I just think it's, it's a transformed truth that we have to walk out of today with, okay? So it's, it's one of those things that it'll change us forever. And the transformed truth is this, is worship is everything we do. It's not just singing a song. It's not just singing a couple songs. It's not 30 minutes on a Sunday morning. It's what we do tomorrow. It's what we do after we leave here when we're at Cracker Barrel and how we treat the waitress. That's, that's worship, right? It's, it's how we give, how we use our finances. It's, it's serving in our church, how we welcome people at church. It's how we raise our family. It's how we spend our money. All that stuff is, is, is part of worship. You know, like, and so like when we think about this thing called worship, transform truth, let's move it past just Sunday morning. Let's, and move it past Wednesday night if you're in student ministry, which they have amazing worship here, right? But let's move it past that. And 1 Corinthians tells us that we're supposed to do that. It says in verse 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, I love that, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So everything we do is for God's glory. Uh, we say this a lot around Journey. It came up uh, years ago, and we've just kind of, kind of continued to kind of flourish this. This thought is that our job in this world we live in is to make Jesus famous. That's it. And that's what worship is, making Jesus famous, okay? So we're talking right now um, generalities, uh, but I'm gonna break it down to corporate worship. What corporate worship around here, what I'd like to see, what I feel like the Lord's doing in our place. The very first thing I want everyone to get, look around for a second. Look just like, like seriously, look around. And we have another campus down at Sherwood with another 150 or so people down there. We probably have four or 500 people online. We worship better together. Somebody say amen. amen. I make a pretty decent sound in the shower, but you wouldn't want to hear it. But when we get together, it is dynamic, isn't it? I don't know if you had a chance. This morning I did that. I sat down for a second and I heard all these amazing voices coming together. And there's something powerful. You know what happens when we're in God's presence together? We walk in with problems. We walk in with struggles. We Maybe walk in with hurts. We may work at, walk in with an addiction. We may walk in with a pain or a, a healing that needs to happen. But when we're together, what happens is it's exponential faith. We are actually building off of each other's faith. So when I hear you sing and I hear you sing and I hear you sing, there's something that happens in, I love that song. It's so, don't you get quiet on me right now. Like it is time. There's a lion charged up, ready to roar inside of me. That's what happens when we're together. We are better together. One of my favorite Psalms talks about this. I want you to notice how many times us, U.S. is used, us. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing praises and praises to him. For the Lord is great, a, a, a great God, a great king above all else. He says, he holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to him for he made it. His hands formed the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. See, I believe something. I believe there is strength in the power of us 
when we come together corporately. Not only that, you know what I think happens? I think the world recognizes the unity that we should have during worship and they get excited and they want to be a part of that. The, the, the world doesn't want to be a part of all the things that we say. The, the world wants to be a part of the things that we can actually do. They see this unity that happens in this. I love what Matthew chapter 18, verse 20 says. He says, for where two or three are gathered together as my followers, what does it say? I am there among them. That's the power of us. See, so many people come to church for so many different reasons. Some of them are great reasons. Like I come to church because I want to I wanna see some friends. Anybody want to like, you like seeing, I love fellowshipping. I love seeing Justin. I love hanging out with our staff. I love talking football after a big football game with all, all of our people out there. I love, I love just being a part of that. I, I, you know what? I come, I, I, I like to feel good when I leave this place. Like, like if we walked out of here every day and didn't feel something, there would be a struggle, wouldn't there? Well, first of all, you all probably wouldn't be here. But if that's the reasons we're coming, we're coming for the wrong reasons. Those things can all happen. There's something that happens when the church comes together and its primary purpose is this. It's not to benefit me. It's not to benefit you. It's to declare who Jesus Christ is in the world we live in. That's our sole purpose. We should be giving glory to God. It's not about me. How many times have you heard somebody say, I didn't get anything? When's the last time we asked God if he got anything out of it? That's a, that's a truth. Oh, I just didn't get anything out of worship today. I didn't like the songs we played. I didn't like the music. The music was too loud. The pastor wore jeans. This, that, whatever, whatever. We're not here for each other. We're here to lift the name of Jesus above all the names. And by the way, just in case you don't know, when we lift his name up higher than all the other names, the Bible says he draws all men to him. See, that's what we're lacking sometimes, aren't we? That's where, where when Jesus says, I worship the worship in spirit and truth, that's where I think sometimes we've gotten it a little wrong. Here's the deal. I want everybody to understand this. I believe when we're in the presence of Jesus, the nitpicking goes away. Anybody, anybody ever gone out to dinner with some really good friends? Anybody have any really good friends? You go out to dinner, right, and you have a nice meal, but maybe it's not as nice as you thought it was going to be. Maybe it was just okay, right? Maybe your food came out cold and your steak was too, you know, was too done or not, not done enough or whatever, right? And, and, then, and then the service was, eh. I mean, it's nobody that goes to journey. Everybody that goes to journey is in the service. You guys are phenomenal. But there's some people out there that aren't nearly, right, and, eh. But you walk out of there and you go, man, that was a great night. You know why it was a great night? Because the company you're with. You were in the company of your friends, people that you're connecting with emotionally, maybe even spiritually, you're connecting with them. Something is going on between you. It didn't matter. You didn't nitpick all the little things because you were in, in, this, in, this, in this atmosphere of this, this relationship. You were, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were thriving in something. You know some of the best church services I've ever been in in my life? There wasn't an instrument. A um, couple, about a month or so ago, I was in the DR. I haven't been in the DR in a while, and I forgot how much I love worshiping with people that don't speak my language. So Tracy was speaking, and I was just sitting there. I was getting to be just, I was getting to be Bobby. And they started, they broke us into this hymn. And I leaned over, I was like, I know this one. I didn't understand a word. And at the very end, after 15 verses, I think they did. If you know something about foreign countries, they worship a lot longer than we do. They stand forever. So the 20 minutes that you just stood up, quit your whining. You could go an hour in worship and two hours in a message, or maybe the other way around. So they started, they were singing, right? And as they're singing, they start singing it in English. And all of a sudden, 
there was a hundred people there, and I thought, there's not an instrument. It was the pastor who couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. Like it was, but the presence of God was there. And what a powerful moment that was. So that's the first thing. We got to get and understand. There's power in us. There's power in doing this thing called worship together. The second thing I want us all to understand, and and some of you are going to push back on this, and let me explain myself before you push back, okay? Worship is about participation. It's about participating. It's it's not, worship is not a spectator sport, whether it's in the world or it's here. And some of you are going, well, I don't do any of that stuff. I don't lift my hands. Okay. I'm, I'm not asking you to be like me. Nobody wants to be like me. But the act of worship, we got to understand, is a physical act. Listen to what it says in the Psalms. It says, come everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with a what? A joyful praise. That means something is coming out of our mouths. I love this one. Psalms 63 verse 4, I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting up my what? My hands. You guys understand it. The last time you got arrested, you lifted your hands up. Right? You lifted your hands up. Why? It was a sign of? Surrender. We understand this. We understand clapping. I'm telling you, if Stetson Bennett walked through this or, you know, somebody went, Right? We understand it. We understand praise. We understand what we do it all the time in our lives. And then we come to church, and for some reason, maybe it was because at Meemaw's church, they never did that. I don't know the reason why. I can't tell you how many times I've been, I've got a good friend of mine. I actually asked him if I could share his story. He was like, yeah, no problem. And I was thinking about him because, so I'm reading the screw tape letters. Anybody ever read screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis? Okay, I've read them a gazillion times. I'm, I'm, I'm on it again, but there's a line that I just picked up. I've never, I've never seen it before. This is what it says. It says, he says that whatever you do with your body affects your soul. So whatever you do, your soul follows. So if you lift your hands up, your soul follows. If you bow down, your soul follows. If you shout, your soul follows. If you're joyful and smile to people, your soul follows. When I'm not right spiritually, can, can, can anybody ever been at that point? Maybe you're having a hard time with submission to God. Maybe God's telling you some things. Maybe, you know, maybe it's giving or maybe it's, you know, serving or whatever. You know what I find I have to do when I'm not in submission to God? You know why? Because my soul follows my body. And it's in that moment, all of a sudden, not just my soul is submitting, not just my mind is submitting, my body is actually submitting. What happens is, what happens is everything. Hey, how about this? You're having a hard time with the other stuff. You know, maybe it's just giving over and you raise your hands. You're sitting there in a worship service and you raise your hands. All of a sudden you feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. And I see it. This is what I said. I asked my friend about this. I said, can I share your story? He started coming to Journey several years ago, right? I, I invite him to come to church. We play golf together and all that kind of stuff. And I noticed what he does during worship. He, just, he was just sitting like this. You ever been like this? Like some of you still, you're, you're right. So he's like this. And one day, so he sits like right over here. So one day I, I was turning around because I, I like to see who's here. So I was turning around. I did this morning. I like, Look, I haven't seen them in a while. It's good to see. Hey, it's good to see you up in the corner. Bye. So all of a sudden I look and he goes, He's not fully submitted yet. Like he hasn't done touchdown Jesus or anything like that yet, right? But he's getting close. And you know what? I I started asking him questions about how's your walk? And he goes, the more I submit to God, the more 
I start doing the things. The more my body just, just, just lays myself down, I'm finding my heart and my soul want to follow that. See, there's something about participation. Now, can I just throw this out? And some of you are going to laugh at me. We are probably not going to dance here. During first service, a lady stood up and started, I'm like, no! We want one on the now. And listen, it's not like, I've gone to churches to do that, and listen, I'm not, I'm not please understand, I'm not. It's just not our faith history. It's not our ancestry of our church. It's not who we are. But you know something? That doesn't mean we just stand there like this either. I believe what God wants out of our church is to start seeing some participation in our worship time, however that looks like for you. I'll say it like this. I whistle, I worship, I jump. I don't jump much anymore. My knees are killing me, but getting old. But please don't tell me how to worship my God because you don't know where he's brought me from. You don't know the depths of hell that God's drugged me out of. And I worship my Jesus because of what he's done for me. Exactly what Justin was saying. It's an outward sign of the gratitude that's going inside of me. I'm gonna tell you something, and I can't contain it. And please don't make me contain it. I believe worship is participation. Let me give you the third thing. Worship, real worship, God-honoring worship requires the right attitude. It requires, there's a reason we come in here. A couple months ago, somebody walked up to me, good friend, we're good. They're still at church, church and everything. They said, and and maybe you've had this happen before. Maybe you even said it this morning. He said, Pastor Bobby, I just just didn't like that song we did this morning. And then he used this. He goes, as a matter of fact, I hated it. Hated that song. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, he goes, can you do me a favor? Can you ask Justin to never do that song again. <laughs> now, could you imagine me walking up to Justin and going, hey, I don't want you to ever do gratitude again. <laughs> or that all hell King Jesus that we did, we did last week, did it like, could you imagine going, hey, Justin, that, that's, somebody in our church hates that song. But, and if you're new to Journey, watch it online, wherever, like, I, I don't have a filter. And so my filter was not there that day. And I turned around and I said, well, I wonder if Jesus hates it too. Like, I wonder, like, if I was to ask Jesus, Jesus, do you really hate this song? The one that's lifting your name up above all other names? Do do you hate this one too? And that's what I'm talking about, attitude. Sometimes we still come into this place thinking about what am I going to get out of it? What's in it for me? And so I think there is two attitudes that we need to come into worship with. And this is one of them. We talked about it this morning. It's the attitude of gratitude. That was a good little rhyme right there, by the way. They take my preacher license away if I don't do that one right there. (laughs) Psalms 95, verse 2 says this. We're almost done, guys. Just hold on three more minutes. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms and praises to him. Psalms 100, verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise him. Here, this is the deal. We're here on this earth to bless the name of Jesus. We're not here to ask how many things he can give me. I actually heard an illustration this past week about prayer, and I thought it was totally wrong. They were talking about prayer, and there again, they were talking about prayer was like a, a vending machine, and you just pull it and things drop out. And I was like, that's not the way it is. 
Worship is not just I'm pulling on the vending machine hoping that stuff pops out. See, worship, and when I understand gratitude, it's telling him thank you for what he's already given me. And then if he pours out more blessings, he pours out more blessings. Here's the second part of attitude that we need to come with. Attitude of submission. We talked about it, kneeling down, all that. Psalms 95.3, for the Lord is great God, a great king above all gods. He holds in his hand the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountain. The sea belongs to him, for he has made it. His hands form the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Bowing, kneeling, all of that reflects an attitude of submission that's deep down inside of us. And you can't, without an attitude of submission, you can't properly worship the king. There's just no way. Here's the paradox that I've learned in worship, okay? I've been in church 30 years. The less I'm trying to get out of it, the more I end up getting out of it. Did you hear that? The less I sit there and go, I need to get this today. I need you to move today. I need this healing today. The less I do that and just tell him how big he is, the more I get out. And that's what I want to have happen in church. What, regardless of what experience, if it's on a Sunday morning, if it's in our CR on Monday nights, if it's Wednesday night with our student ministry, that we would walk in with one idea, and the idea is to make Jesus famous, to lift up his name and thank him for the heart of gratitude, for things that he's already done. What's going on the outside would come out, or what's going on the inside would come out on the outside. And I thought about it. It's easy to do. If you're a faith follower, Worship should be second nature. Think about this for a second. Worship is our opportunity and our privilege to tell the King of Kings, thank you for doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. While we were filthy in our sins, he died for us on the cross. We couldn't do that. There's nothing, there's nothing inside of me that could have done that. And that's what worship is saying, God, thank you for doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. That's what I want to have happen. Now, I just don't want to have happen on Sundays. I want to happen on Mondays. And I want to happen Tuesday when we're in our workplace, when we're Wednesday in that business meeting, Thursday when HOA meeting and we're still worshiping. And Friday when we're playing golf or doing whatever we're doing with our friends, that Saturday. And you know what happens if we do that? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This place next Sunday will absolutely blow up. It'll be a celebration like we've never seen before because our hearts and our attitudes, we've come game ready. Amen? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, it's in this moment right here where we say thank you. But some people in this room, God, maybe haven't made that decision to follow you and they don't understand exactly what worship is. We would love the opportunity just to have a conversation but it's not that hard. It's not a secret code. It's not a secret room we take you to. It's not a secret prayer. It's just you having a conversation with the heavenly father. Just have that conversation. God, I need you in my life. I don't understand this, all this Christian and all this Jesus stuff and all this, but I know that I'm empty. I've been trying to do it on my own and I can't do it on my own. I've made a mess of my life. And today I want to give that over to you. That's worship, by the way. Just giving, surrendering our lives to Jesus. For others, God, maybe it's just that today is a, a next step, a next step into worshiping differently. Maybe it's a transformed worship. Maybe we see you do some amazing things in our lives because of it. We thank you for meeting with us today. Jesus, thank you for being here. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen.
Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or would like to talk with someone about taking your next step, email us at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.